Episode 95. Hey, podcast, man. We got a special guest, one of my longtime friends I've known since high school, since I was like 14 or 15 at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got my man, Jay Coggin, one of the best bass players on the face of the earth, software engineer slash genius, man. How you doing, Jay? I'm good, man. It's good to be here. Yeah, man, it's good to just fucking see your face, to be honest with you. <laughs> same, same. It's been a long time. I didn't realize same you minute. cut your hair, though, too, until I just saw you. You had oh, a dude. minute. Yeah, I mean, down here for, for a minute. <laughs> dude, I, I mean, bit, being there and then back here, it's the way to go. You're staying with the short? I'm staying with the short right now. We'll see what happens long term, but That's I'm, I'm loving the freedom. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. My yeah, I don't even. Twenty sixteen, I think, is when I started growing my hair out, and I just never looked back. Dude, yeah, <laughs> I can't even see how long it is back there, but you got you got some length for yeah, sure. I just got a trim over Thanksgiving break, but it's you know it's resting, resting on the bottom. Right. <laughs> uh huh. Um, but all right, man. I appreciate you being here. Like I told you, I do a little segment just to kind of break the ice and let people get to know you a little bit. We call it the ones and twos. I'm just going to throw two things at you and just pick your favorite, you know? All right. Insight into the cog and noggin, you know what I mean? All right. First off, day or night? Night. Sweet or salty? I'm going to go sweet. Okay. Beach or mountains? Oh, I'm going to go mountains. Stay away from that sun. <laughs> it was too easy. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee. Okay. Booze or buds? Mm. I'm gonna go booze. Nice. Uh foreign car or a fancy boat? Ford car. Okay. We'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> TV or movies? TV. Uh, for water, do you like sparkling or still? I'm a, I'm a converted man on this. I'm a sparkling man now. Oh, they they fucking turned you to the dark side. Well, well, I'll say like I mean, okay, uh, <laughs> talking like Lacroix and and stuff. I like seltzer waters, but yeah. um, you know, I still drink still water. But, right. Yeah. I'm not too bougie to drink some. Red. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is bottom of the. This is Lacroix stuff. You know, this is, we're not too. This isn't bubbly or whatever. Right. Anyway. <laughs> they um if you had a choice fly or teleport oh um yeah these teleport. are all by the way you said teleport yeah okay. get me there yeah let's just go baby <laughs> all right laptop or desktop 
desktop. Nice. We got a throwback. I don't know if you ever played these games growing up, video games, NFL Blitz or NBA Jam? Blitz. Blitz all the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Get that big head fucking body slam. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Okay. Oh, that's great. Another throwback, Ninja Turtles or Power Rangers? Ninja Turtles. Hell, yeah. Honestly, I don't know if anyone's picked Power Rangers on that one. Really? I'm I'm Ninja Turtles all the way. I liked Power Rangers, but if I had to pick, go yeah, <laughs> for sure, dude. Like me and my brother used to be uh, Leonardo and Michelangelo for like Halloween, like every year for solid <laughs> couple of years there. So, That's big fans. <laughs> I want to say those were mine and Erica's favorites too. His was either Leonardo or Donatello. I feel like it was Leonardo though, and mine was Mikey for sure. All right, oh, yeah. chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Nice. Podcast or radio? Podcast. Hey. <laughs> um, hmm. Smoothie or milkshake? Milkshake. It's for pleasure, you know. Got it. I have my smoothie right here, but it's with the chocolate protein, so it kind of tastes like a milkshake. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, this will be an interesting one for you. Apple or Android? Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll also get into a little later. Uh, you, you like peanut butter? Yeah. You a crunchy or creamy guy? I'm crunchy. I'm, too crunchy. <laughs> I'm a crunchy motherfucker. <laughs> I'm a crunchy motherfucker. <laughs> um, do you like your OJ with or without pulp? Give it to me. Give me that pulp. Yeah, no, I'm the same way, man. I feel like that's some Florida boy shit right there. Cogan, mm -hmm. appreciate you, man. Like I said, I condensed it a little bit. Normally, that segment kind of drags on for a while. <laughs> But uh, Zoom is, you know, trying to block my shine out here. It's all good. <laughs> but For the main sure. reason I told you I wanted you on, man, is ironically what's sitting right behind you. You've been telling me about this miracle of a speaker for years, but obviously in the development stage, we couldn't really discuss it, you know. So now it's officially out. The Sing Cell Alpha Speaker right to the left of Jay's head, the right of his head in real time, but on the camera, it's to the left. <laughs> um, so I, I know I showed you the video. My dad got two of them for their house. And that was, I didn't even know that he bought them. You know, we showed up for Thanksgiving and I walk in the room. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Cause I'd never seen it before. You know, I hadn't spoken to you in a while. So I didn't know what it looked like. I'm just like, what is this? Is this a lamp? Like, what's this thing in the corner of her? <laughs> I don't know. And it's essentially the most sophisticated Bluetooth speaker that I've that I've ever seen. So for us non-software engineers, us idiots, try to explain how it works, what it is, you know, the functionality in layman's terms, and you know, let's put us on game here. Totally. Yeah. Um, the the idea is that these things can kind of project in 360 degrees. So your regular speaker, which are like these, like bookshelf speakers, you know, they got their horns facing one direction. The sound kind of comes out this way. and It's kind of baked into it. Um, with this dude, there's actually three 
horns like spaced around this circle so it can kind of actually project out into 360 degrees mm. and not only can it do it it can control it so it you know it can kind of vary how much is being sent in each direction um there's and then there's also you know if we're going to talk about the speakers might as well mention there's a woofer on the top and the oh, bottom yeah. nice i'm going to um, try to include a video once i edit this i'm going to try to put the little video i took of the subwoofer shaking like crazy because that thing booms bro oh yeah dude it's it's <laughs> it's insane uh especially like on a video it captures so crazy it looks yeah. like it's just like yeah insane um but so the basic idea is you know you can kind of steer sound in 360 degrees so it's great as a single speaker because it can fill a room and you can put it in the middle um, and you can fill all around you. You can kind of put it wherever, but it really starts to shine when you get two, three, four of them. Um, and they, they all, they work together. They talk together. They, um, they do this whole process in the beginning where they kind of understand, do a mapping of the room and they can understand how close each one of them is to a wall and how close and what angles they are relative to each other. So it can kind of, build this map of the room like the walls where they are and then the units and where they are the cells mm -hmm. and once you when you have all that info you can like do some really cool um processing tricks to really take advantage of whatever the layout is and make like huge spacious sound stages that are it's not that you couldn't necessarily get them with regular speakers but it would be like a locked in thing kind of it's more limited it's more limited. It's not going to be as dynamic and you kind of have to like, it's like put the speakers exactly here for it to sound best. Right. The idea with the cells is put them where it works best in your room. There's obviously still some kind of like advised, you know, you know, don't put it behind your couch. That's kind of a dumb plate. Like, you know, if it's going to be blocked acoustically, it's blocked yeah. acoustically, but within reason, you can put it where you want and then they'll figure it out and they kind of do make the rendering the best for your room. So you get these, just big, big sound stages, really. And then the other thing that it really enables too is like all these new experiences. I don't know how much you've played with the app. Not um, too much, but a, a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, you could like, you got the the little swiper, you can adjust the volume and stuff and you can use different audio apps to play the music through the speaker and all that. That was about as far as I got. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, the, and the idea too um, is like, that you can put these apps in there and you can kind of play with them in your space. I don't know if you did this, but I mean, you're kind of each like sound source has a little puck that shows up in, in your kind of circle of the room that's displayed. And you kind of move that puck around, um, which will actually, you can hear, I mean, it's like, it's, it's physically, it's kind of as if this sound was like an object and you can kind of place it in your room around, around you. And it's, you know, dynamically changing all that stuff. And it enables some really cool, like immersive audio type new experiences. So think like not just playback of a recorded sound or recorded music, which is what we're, you know, mostly using them for, but like new kinds of things where they want to get, um, you know, sound creators, people that are like doing kind of interesting things in spatial audio to kind of use these as, as like the tools to create experiences and, They've already done some stuff with like these cool art installations where people are using them in interesting ways. And um, so it's a, you know, for the things that like really mattered to, to most of us, it's an amazing sounding music speaker. Um, but it also is kind of a game changer in terms of the hardware and the software and what you can do with it enables these totally new types of 
things that people can um, dream up and design. Right. Like, yeah, if I had one, most likely I would primarily use it for music, but like how I think my dad is going to use it and how I'm sure other people use it. It's essentially just part of your entertainment system. It's like bringing a new definition to surround sound. <laughs> yeah. Totally. It's fucking R2D2 speakers. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the <hey>. Death Star. <laughs> oh, I guess he has two, and he was saying he's going to need to get one more just to create the ideal sound space for the room. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know this because he showed me where he's putting them and everything. Right, I think right. it's going to sound like killer once he gets three um, in there with where he's got them and everything. But, you know, I, I use this one as a solo unit. I've got two others over here that are like stereo paired around my TV. I could put them together, but I historically was using this for other things for like development and stuff. So anyway, it sounds great. One, two or three. But I mean, three and above is where you start to like get goosebumps and stuff of like wow this is a really heard <laughs> you know an experience I'm like this so. the human experience right now <laughs> right totally yeah um and correct me if i'm wrong kind of like you were saying so if you set it up i set it up in this room or you have it set up in your room there you move it to your buddy's place completely different surroundings and all that you don't have to manually do too much, just like recalibrate and it'll kind of sense everything in the room and figure out, okay, there's a fucking couch or whatever here. There's a bookshelf here. Like, let me, is that totally. correct? Yeah. Yeah. You just, in the app, you, you can do like a recalibration whenever you want to. And it basically, I don't know if you were there when he, when he did that, but it plays a big, um, plays yeah. a sweep. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> Um, and that's it. Like it has to kind of play something out in the room so that it can hear it back. And then it kind of understands how it got affected, which tells it things like, where's a couch, where's a wall, stuff like that. That's there's, cool. some, there's some crazy math that's over my head, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's, is that considered sonar to a certain extent? Like it's using sound, like echolocation, it's using sound to visually map whatever's in the room or like i don't know i'm an idiot you know what i mean when it it, comes yeah to no man it's a good question i'm trying to think like i don't know is sonar i don't know if sonar ha like usually it's using like subsonic or supersonic like things that are not in the audio range as far as i know but i'm not a sonar expert either but it's it's kind of the same idea for sure i mean you're you're putting some waves you're putting some energy out into the space and then you're kind of watching how it comes back to to do something, you know, in this case, map out, you know, what, what path it must've gone in order to come back, you know, at this delay or whatever. Okay. That means there must be a wall, you know, that direction or whatever. Yeah. So. It's so interesting, man. And just seeing it work, I was just sitting there like, what? Cause just like you were pointing behind you, I'm in my studio here. I have the regular monitor speakers that are facing me and we're so used to these. It's like two dimensional speakers almost. And that one is a three dimensional basically. Totally. Maybe yeah. explain it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fucking amazing. The and correct me if I'm wrong, is Sing the only company that makes these right now? Someone will steal it, I'm sure, eventually, but oh yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a totally it's a sing proprietary, like I mean, this is the you know, the the industrial design, the look and feel of it is, you know, a, a product of one of the co-founders who's just uh you know, he was an industrial designer at Apple for a long time. Like that's a, 
that's from his brain, you know, but, but yeah, so they're the only ones that are doing anything like this. I mean, there's other people that are doing spatial audio stuff, but I don't, I've never, haven't seen any speaker that physically looks anything like this, you know? Right. And explain your role in the development of this thing. So I know you've been working on it or you were working on it prior to being revealed for like years. Yeah. I started on it in um, like the summer of 2018, I think. Um, and then it came out summer of 21. Okay. So it's um, yeah, about three years on it. Um, and yeah, I, I started out, um, I really was, most of my time was spent on the software that runs on it. So not like the app, but um, the the software that runs on the device. Mm -hmm. In the early days, when it was like a super small company, you know, where we were, I was like the first engineer, um, besides a mechanical engineer. So I was doing a lot more like, kind of, um, how, you know, what, how what technologies are we going to build this product on? And, you know, so choosing chips and like kind of more foundational type um, eking into the hardware side of things, as far as like designing and picking out technologies we're going to build on. And that drives kind of what chips you need to pick and how Trump. much computing horsepower you need in this thing to do what we want to do. So on the early, in the early days, there's a lot of that. Um, but then once we kind of staffed up on the electrical side electrical engineering side of things i was really just focused on like just building the software and you know i had a team as well but um uh, we were all just building the the software that that runs on the device and talks to the speakers and, and does all that stuff it's like a little it's a little computer in there i mean it runs linux operating system it's like a little quad core a little beefy processor in there that's doing a bunch of doing a bunch of cool stuff. So that was my life for like three years. <laughs> no. Yeah. And I mean, it's the device is obviously so impressive. It's just funny because like I said, I've known you for so long now, it made so much sense that you were doing something like that. I mean, literally in high school, when we were 15 years old, you'd be fucking Volvo torn apart. You're like tinkering <laughs> with something, you know, like you were always doing some shit like that. Uh-huh. It <laughs> <That> makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Looking no, back. You know that you just you're still doing the same shit as an adult, just on like a completely different level. Yeah, dude, and that's a good point. I mean, on the like the whole, whole completely different level thing, it's it is super cool and humbling to like to get to be in on the ground floor on a project like that, where um, you know funding is there to hire like the best, of the best, and you're really you know you're you're building a small but really powerful team of people and. Um, yeah, you're on a completely different scale from what you could do as like a DIYer or whatever. I mean, you've got not only the budget, but the expertise and you're able to like absorb a lot of that knowledge and work with those people. I mean, it's, I know it sounds kind of cliche, but it's like an amazing thing to, and it's kind of different. I guess maybe the, the big thing is it's so small. It's like such a small company that like, you know, there's no one shielding you from that aspect of the product or that aspect. It's like, oh, he's right over there. You know, he's across the room, whoever's whoever's you know owning some aspect of it so you just it's an amazing um it's an amazing thing to be like at the ground start of a of a new thing like that when it's like a 10-person company i'm sure man oh yeah definitely super impressive and i mean um do you want to talk about your current venture you said 
it's it's up to you. I don't want to reveal too much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, no, not at all. It's it's public and it's out there. Um, yeah, I um lately, and actually the funny thing is I kind of started this years ago before I even got involved at Sing, but resurgence now. Um uh the thing that I'm doing on my own, I started a company called Cantaloupe Radio. And this is like, you know, if 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 audio kind of combines like my music love and the kind of engineering side of my brain, this is like putting it all together, Cantaloupe Radio, which is those two things, but add in old cars. Um and so uh which as, as you just mentioned, like um I'm just a sucker for like, you know, old like 80s European stuff and, and really just anything old. Um, but but yeah, so so cantaloupe radio, the idea there is we take um here's a video that's sitting here, but like the old factory radios that would have come in like this is like out of an old BMW. Um, but taking the factory radios that came in these cars and retrofitting them with Bluetooth and hands-free calling and voice assistance and doing it all in a way that's completely hidden from sight. So it's just all inside the radio or behind the radio, but like you would never know it from looking at the radio on the dash. And this really just came about because it's like that these cars are, have already come back into a, you know, they're, they're modern classics now and they're becoming more collectible and people want to get them back to kind of the original look of the car. And, you know, a lot of people over the, over the years put in those kind of aftermarket radios with the big like blinking lights and, you know, like it's got some video of a dolphin, whatever flying across. It's like just stupid stuff, you know, in these aftermarket radios. And I, I think, you know, a lot of those companies just with the stuff because they could, or maybe it looked cool to like a teenager or something, but in a lot of people, I think as these cars are kind of like, maturing and coming back into out of the attrition stage and like into the collector stage people want to restore them back to how they are so the idea is to kind of support that by hey you know you can have the original radio in your car but you can still listen to your music and and kind of use it like a modern thing so through kind of like meeting in the middle yeah yeah it's yeah it's like get getting you the best of both worlds um you know, without going like full on Apple CarPlay. Um, right. <laughs> but because that wouldn't really look right in these like old 80s cars and just the, the aesthetics of them are just different. They just kind of lend themselves big clunky buttons and old school displays and stuff. So. No, yeah. I mean, that's a valid point. Um, I'm sure you remember my dad's got that 66 Mustang and oh, yeah he had to restore the this the radio that was in there and i mean it's to today's standard it's still considered old school because there i don't think there's like bluetooth or anything you have to do the auxiliary so like today yeah. that's, that's vintage you know what i mean <laughs> right um, oh, oh 05 vintage <laughs> right but it's funny because even even that feels weird though cuz the car is classic and like everything about it is vintage but then even that little the digital display on this on the radio I'm like this doesn't feel right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, totally. It's yeah. that it's that aesthetic or whatever but yeah, it's like I mean comparable I guess to like vinyl, you know, people don't want to listen to MP3s, they want to listen to vinyl because it's it's a real tangible thing. There's like some there's more body to it if that, you know. Totally makes sense yeah it's an experience right um but speaking of music i know we were talking a little bit earlier so 
And like I mentioned in the beginning, Jay is one of, you're probably the best bass player that I've known, like on a personal level, to be completely honest with you. Not just no. yanking your chain because we're on the pod. Like <laughs> ever since we were 15, 16, like you've been fucking ripping the bass. Um, so talk about your, that. No, yeah, definitely, bro. Uh, you said two bands up in Brooklyn, New York. That's right. Yeah. Um, one of them is called Leon Sinks. Um, which that name comes from, I think it's like a sinkhole in Tallahassee or something. The the lead guy from that band is grew up around there. Um, but Leon Sinks, there is a um a SoundCloud for uh you can just Leon Sinks on SoundCloud. Um I'll put all the and, all stuff below the description for sure so everyone can check it out. Cool, cool, nice. Um and yeah, play play bass in that one. It's a five piece band. And I was telling you earlier, like one of the coolest things for me on that is uh, we've got a pedal steel player who we met up here who's like a, a, a phenomenal pedal steel player and like plays everything. I mean, started out on drums and I actually, yeah, pedal steel was his COVID project, which is like, all right, dude, come on. Like, I mean, he plays this thing for like six months and he's amazing. Um, uh, explain, but... explain the pedal steel for people who are unfamiliar. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, it's like it sits and sits. I mean, so you play it sitting down like at a, a chair or a stool and it sits like, you know, it's on a it's on like a table kind of on its own little stand. I mean, it's not really a table, but it's just like table height. But it's this, um, you know, about this wide. It's got like, I don't even know, like 12 maybe or 10 strings. Um, not like a 12 string guitar, though, like like 10 or 12 like individual strings across this thing that run side to side and you basically you play it always with like a slide on this hand and then you're like plucking it with like you know picks or whatever i mean i don't i don't really know but um, (laughs) banjo with the little like not the the thimbles with the fake like the metal nail type shit on it or whatever i i think some people do that i think it's kind of like player dependent and i'm sure there's taste around like how you play it and stuff but yeah i think it's something like that um so they're doing that but then there's also these reason for the name pedals there's like three of them that are down on the ground here and they can like press a pedal and it's like each one of them does a different like bend but like let's say one of them might like you press that pedal and the thing like bends like a perfect fourth up or something so you can do these like really controlled but like big distance kind of like bends that you couldn't really do an electric guitar because you can only do like you know maybe two notes bent up or whatever but these you can like do these really cool just um you know different sounds and it's kind of like if anyone's listening like old country or really like old rock it's kind of that like crying guitar it's got a real like kind of sad like heart tug kind of sound um but it's super i mean it can work in a lot of different things but that's i think people like associate it with like that sort of thing like um country ballads or something but uh dude it's just a really cool instrument and it's amazing i mean it's like they're working full body you know like their hands they got their feet um it's a it's a thing i mean i tried to play it once i was like nah this is fuck this (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, I wonder if it's easier for drummers because, you know, we're so used to doing hands and feet at the same time kind of deal. Dude, I bet. I wouldn't doubt it. And that's where he started um, yeah, on yeah. drums. So, And you said 
genre wise, it's kind of like folky country ish. Would you would say the music? Yeah, it's yeah, it's like singer songwriter country uh, rock kind of you know old Bob Dylan Stones type stuff. Now, do you you don't play an upright bass by chance? Do you? I have one. Um, I, I I mess around on it. I actually I love to mess around. I mean, I did. I haven't played it out or like with a group in forever, but um, mainly because it's just a pain to move around. Fucking huge, but um, dude, it's huge. I mean, like in that body, bro. I I've like occasionally see someone on the subway like with one, and I'm like, oh man, I don't envy you. Like this is why I stick to electric <laughs> in the bands I play. <laughs> um. How much different does it, it's, is it comparable to like acoustic guitar versus electric guitar as far as sound wise? Um, I'd say it's a little different, a little more different. Um, it's just, it's a lot, it's really different to play because there's no frets, you know? So it's that like, really trip me out. I'm like, how the fuck do you even know? Like, do, 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 you know, like dude, it's, it's all just like muscle memory. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not very good. I mean, you know, I, I've probably had it for 10 years and I kind of know the techniques, but I don't really like practice religiously on it. So, you know, I have fun with it, <laughs> but it's like, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's totally muscle memory though. Like the people that get good at it, it's just like, oh, here's, this is where the yeah. fifth position or whatever is, but dude, it's, it's like, it's tough. It's hard. I mean, I've, I got a fretless bass during COVID. And like that's even way easier because at least then you still have like these little like lines where you can see where it is, you know. On the upright, you're just like, here's a big old slab of wood. Like, good luck. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, dude, it it always tripped me out when people would play those. I'm just like, I don't know how you're doing that, but thank you for doing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. You sound great. Thanks for putting exactly. up with the, exactly. the transportation and whatnot. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for lugging that shit over here so I can enjoy this. <laughs> um, totally. All right, so that was what did you say it was the the what sinks? Oh, Leon sinks. Leon sinks, or just Leon sinks, not the Leon sinks. Yeah, just Leon sinks. Okay, and then the second music project. That one's called the Podiums. Um, <laughs> there is a band camp uh with i think one song on it right now that's the much newer project um that's with me and uh my buddy justin good buddy justin from way back in the day who you know and um oh yeah op shout out um but uh but yeah that's that's me and him and then our buddy mike on electric and then we're still kind of looking for a drummer we've been playing with um i'm moving to brooklyn um, dude <laughs> come on up go got a gig for you <laughs> um we've been playing with this beat buddy i don't know if you've ever heard of this thing it's like a little snot box like guitar effect style thing but it's like a drummer in a box nice. um, <laughs> joke that you know he's our drummer right now but yeah, dude, uh, yeah you know well it's accepting, that... accepting drummers including you <laughs> in brooklyn uh shit I'd be super down. I was just telling someone the other day I was uh, in a studio session because I have my my acoustic drum set here, but I live in a fucking condo, so I can't set it up. It's all just bagged up in my closet with the fucking thick layer of dust on it. Depressing <laughs> every time yeah. I see the house with you, man. I, miss I know, I know the feeling, man. I had a I had one cooped up in a closet like that for years, and right, 
San Francisco and said, oh man, <laughs> when, you, when you bang that thing, man, like get it out, make some noise. Well, yeah, no, exactly. Um, and like we were saying earlier, you know, about being in a band, that's it's funny because like that's kind of how I fell into hip hop. I was so used to playing drums in bands. And then like you get older, your friends move away. We're all going to college and all this shit. And I'm just like, damn, well, I can't just be a solo drummer just like doing that. Like, what else can I do, you know, and not have to necessarily rely on like bandmates? Yeah. See, so, well, you found it. I mean, exactly. Be your own band. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 100%. Well, and especially with, I told you I got this little uh, mini controller here. More or less, like you, you can be a one man band with something like that. It's got the drum pads, it's got the keys, any, you know, instrument in the oh, yeah. fine, bing, bang, boom, we out of here. That's right. <laughs> Dude, it's amazing what you can, yeah, you can do as a one man band these days. And you don't have to worry about schedule conflicts, practices, and, right. you know, <laughs> this and that, all that comes along with being a band. I mean, it's great too, but like, there's something to be said for just, you know, doing it solo and you get to control kind of the whole thing and your timing and you know they 100 they both have their pros and cons because sure. whoever i was talking about the drums with i said exactly that too i was like hip-hop is awesome and i love doing this however there is something to be said about the energy like when you're playing on stage with someone else that energy and connection you guys are like riffing off each other like there's something to be said about that. You you can't get that when you're just up there. Hey, I'm going to come rap for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and there's, and there's just like the kind of camaraderie of just being in the band too. I mean, like I've said it before, like if we didn't ever play any gigs or record, like I'd still probably just want to get together with those guys like once a week, like Around. we do and just, yeah. you know, just jam, just play some songs. I don't really care if you know, nothing comes from it. It's like, that's just, uh, it's the process hanging, hanging with the, with the friends you know no yeah i miss it dude i mean i know a couple friends in bands down here but i haven't been able i was in a little band down here in college but like ever since you know living the fucking full-time professional corporate life i definitely have not been able to find any any bands man so fingers crossed you know yep <laughs> or am i just gonna come or okay <laughs> there's, a, there's an open drum throne for you <laughs> oh yeah um, no, yeah, well, definitely send me the music links so I can include that in the description. Everyone can check out the music. Do so. You're mainly focusing on Cantaloupe Radio for the time being. That's that's your main focus. That's it for foreseeable future. Yep. Send me any sort of links or website that you got for that too, so I can plug that down below as well. Cool. We'll do. But yeah, man, I fucking appreciate you being here. I know we've been trying to do this for a little while and had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we made it. Dude, dude, we're here. <laughs> good to talk to you, man. Good to see you. No, yeah, absolutely, man. Next time, I've been up to Brooklyn, obviously, a couple of times because, uh, you know, my brother's up there, but I don't think I've seen you any of the times that I've been up there. Because you guys don't live super close. No. We're not far, though. I mean, we're in the scope of, like, New York, we're we're pretty close. Oh, yeah. oh no. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah, man. I mean, I don't know this year we're doing Christmas down here instead of going up there like we've done for a while. So I don't know when the next time I'm going to be up there is, but when I do, I'll definitely let you know beforehand and we can set something up for sure, man. Dude, I would love that. <laughs> 
But yeah, it's good to talk to you, bro. This is episode 95. And we got a little saying around here for the vibes, for the sign off. Stay safe, stay smart, stay sexy, and stay motherfucking tuned, baby. Until next time, <laughs> I'm going to cut this. And we can keep talking off mic, though. Peace. The Case you don't have to go home, you just can't stay here, aight?